Hi everyone, it's Jen DeWall, and today the Leadership Habit Podcast is continuing our newest mini-sode series, Work Fails. We've all had experiences when things did not go as planned in the workplace, but people don't talk about it. Great leaders know that failure is a part of life and eventual success depends on how we handle the situations and learn from them. So we decided to talk to people about real life examples of when things didn't go quite right, how they handled it, and what they learned from the experience. Today we are talking to Merit Khan, founder of Merit-Based Business and author of Myth Shift, Challenging the Truths that Sabotage Success. Merit is also the creator of the Merit Method, Sales Mastery for Life program. Listen in for Merit's fails and learn how she recovered so you can too. Hi everyone, it's Jen DeWall and I am interviewing Merit Khan. Today, we are welcoming her as a guest for our mini-sode on work fails because we want to be sure to share with everyone that failure is a commonality and it's something that you cannot escape. It's not a matter of whether you're going to fail, but it's about how you're going to deal with it. And Merit is actually one of our favorite people to interview because she had shared with us that she actually has not failed in 25 years. And so we're going to, (laughs) no, we're just kidding. We're kidding. But you know, sometimes that's kind of the way that people come up, right? They pretend that they haven't had a failure or I can't believe you've done that. Like I have never made a failure. Whereas failure is a part of life. There is no one that's escaping without failing in some way. And as a matter of fact, if they won't admit that they're failing, they're failing by not having self-awareness that they're failing. True. That, that, <laughs> that, that is true. Um, but I am going to tell you an old fail story that I, I tell others because it actually plays into exactly what you just said. And it's something that I I learned a great lesson from and it's helped me throughout throughout my career. Um, this was this goes back to when I was working in radio advertising sales and I was brand new. It was my first, I was working at a big downtown Chicago radio station. Oh my gosh, so exciting. WJMK, we play the oldies. It was, I, I was over the moon. I was really young and um, super excited. And I really wanted people to think that I knew what I was doing. Um, so there was a salesperson who left and, and I got their account and it was the, my first uh, advertising agency. That, that's a big deal to have an advertising agency because then they would just, you know, call you and say, you know, can I, can I book this time on the radio station? So it was very little sales effort. So the agency called and said, um, I'm checking avails for our, uh, 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 it was like a riverboat casino. And so I'm checking avails over the next 30 days. And I checked what was available on the radio station in terms of the commercial time that we could sell. And I wrote it up like an order. It was $30,000. And I faxed it. So this is a long time ago. I faxed it in the old-fashioned machine um, to my client. And I had a note. Thanks for the order. Now, by the time the facts got to my client, I had already done the victory lap around the office. You're it's, like, look at this. Oh, yeah. Just closed like, it. I just closed $30,000. <laughs> right. And I'm the general manager who is not a man known for his personal warmth. Um, he comes out of his office all the way down the hall to the sales pit, high, high fives me, hugs me. Back in those days, you could hug people in the office. And 
And we are just celebrating, like they're ringing the bell and it was a, and then my phone rang and my agency client said, I'm sorry, I'm confused. Why did you send thanks for the order? I was just checking avails. And I thought, so you weren't checking to see how much time you could buy and you wanted to buy all of the available time? And she said, no, no, no. I was just seeing what you had available and then I was going to select the time that I want. And I learned a very important lesson that instead of acting as if I knew what that meant, I should have asked as if I really wanted to understand a term I didn't know. So I had to hang up the phone with her, walk, all, do the walk of shame back to my general manager's office. Oh my office. gosh, I'm embarrassed for you. And then I go, um, so Harvey, uh, you remember that $30,000 order I just put in like eight minutes ago? He's like, yeah, rock star salesperson. What, what can I do for you? And I'm like, yeah, um, that's not going to happen. <laughs> like, it's not going to go through. And he's like, what happened? And I, yeah, that was a very expensive, difficult uh, failure to overcome. I'm I, pretty sure I felt sick the rest of the afternoon, couldn't go into the office the next day. But, uh, you know, I think to your point, you always learn something from your failures. I am sure I have I have multiple stories I could tell you about more recent failures, but that one I learned that day in a big, big way. Uh, and now I, I share with everybody, never, ever act as if you are the success you want to be. If there's something you don't know about it, ask as if you really want to understand everything you need to know about the problem you're trying to solve. Gosh, so. I feel like so much of that also comes down to you know, assumptions oh, and that, yeah. you know, we, we talked about this in the other podcast episode, the optimism, wanting to see things in this kind of grandiose, positive, rose-colored yeah. glasses way. And that's totally natural, but sometimes it can lead us down the wrong path to making assumptions, which are not necessarily valid data points. Exactly. How did you recover from that? Because I know that to be able to go from high-fiving your GM to say, yeah, I got that sale, to then walking into Harvey's office and saying, I didn't do that, that must have been hard. It was really hard, mostly because I had built up this identity. Like I really, I was young and enthusiastic and uh, and I really wanted to be liked and I wanted to be respected and I wanted to do a good job. And uh, I I think, I don't remember exactly all the details, but I know I set up a meeting. I went into the office the next morning early and I sat outside of Harvey's office, the general manager, and I sat down with him and I just said, this is what I learned. I won't do that again. And here's what you can count on me for in the future. Like, I won't make that assumption. And and obviously, I have a lot more to learn about some of the terms that an agency might use that I wasn't prepared for because all the other business I had done was direct. Like I would go to the mom and pop shop that wanted to get people in their store and I would tell them about radio advertising, but I wasn't dealing with a more sophisticated buyer. And so I asked him for better training and I asked him if I could shadow people who had worked with agencies more. So I, I think what I had going for me in that experience was 
I, I wasn't afraid. I mean, I ate crow. I was like, I messed up my bad. And here's what I think I need to develop myself further so I don't make that kind of mistake again. I will make other mistakes. That's guaranteed. But I don't want to make that one again. So I have some gaps in my learning. And I just took responsibility for it. I think that's, you know, the the people that recover from any work fail uh, are the ones that are going to, as quickly as possible, take responsibility for their role in that failure. What can they learn and, and move on? Well, and I think it's you went a step beyond responsibility because you took the responsibility for it. But it sounds like you also thought about what are some other things that I can learn to set myself up for success in the future so I don't make this mistake? Or what else did I not realize that I didn't know that would have been helpful in that instance? And so you went you went above and beyond just assuming responsibility. You said, okay, here's the ways that I want, here are the ways that I want to develop to even make a greater impact for your for the organization. And that's a big deal because I think sometimes it's easy to live in your shame a bit and you can take responsibility, but then secretly be shaming yourself and kind of kicking yourself for maybe making that mistake. And I don't think everyone crosses over to say, to throw themselves into learning. Well, you know, I actually hadn't thought about it until you said it like that, but I think because I was new and in in the er very early stages of my career, it might've been easier for me at that stage to to acknowledge that I had a lot to learn. Um, I think if that situation had happened and I had been at the radio station for a year, two years, and I legitimately should have known better um, and I should have known what that term is, it probably would have been a lot harder to admit that I didn't have it all figured out. So I wonder, you know, if I would have had that same opportunity to to take full responsibility um, had I not recognized that I was in a learning phase. Um, I think that that's actually one of my favorite books, business books, life books of, on the planet is um, Carol Dweck's book, uh, Mindset. And she talks about the distinction between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. And I think, you know, like you said, I mean, we're all going to have work fails and anybody who tells you otherwise is completely lying to you and to themselves. I, I think something I, I don't know, I probably just had it young. I probably, my parents beat it into me or something, but I, I kind of have a mindset of, you know, I may not be the best at something Im immediately. I might make mistakes, but I believe in my ability to figure it out. Um, you know, I, and I think that has helped me in a lot of situations kind of be okay with the fact that I'm not going to be excellent at something right away. Yeah. You have to give yourself permission to just be a beginner. Yes. You know, yeah, I think beginner mindset. Yeah. And it's such a common thing. I think as we get older, we just assume that we should know everything. We put this pressure to have the answers to know what you're supposed to do, when and where. And that's when I think we stop learning because yeah. we think that we've already, we've had mastery. Right. And it's actually the opposite, that learning and growth is never done. Yeah. And if you stop in a business sense, you can consider your business done because you'll be outperformed. Yeah. Plus things around you change. I mean, 
you know, just I just look at my personal life, right? My personal life has changed. And after 20 years of being in a marriage, like all of a sudden I'm dating again. Like that's weird. And I had to acknowledge that, yeah, I knew how to date when I was 25, but I am not 25. And I had to relearn all of that. And it's different now. Back, you know, when I was dating the first time around, you just met a guy like at Blockbuster, <laughs> you know, like, you know, people are like, what is Blockbuster what it, yeah, and how do they use that? Where we would look at movie <laughs> titles in a box and then take it home and hoped it was rewound. Yes, it was. But, you know, it's, yeah. it's reminding ourselves like we have to crawl before we can walk. Yeah. And there is nothing wrong with learning how to crawl. Exactly. Exactly. Merit, thank you so much for sharing your work fails. I just, I love talking to you and thank you so much. Thanks, Jen. Thank you for listening to today's Work Fails Minisode. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with your friends and family. And don't forget to leave us a review on your favorite podcast streaming service. If you want to learn more about Merit, head on over to meritbasedbusiness.com or find it in our show notes. There, you can find out more about Merit's two-day sales intensives and find valuable resources to elevate your sales success.